So today I want to talk about fear. I mean, I don't want to talk about fear, but I'm going to talk about fear because um, we run into it everywhere. At least I'll speak for myself. I've been running into it everywhere. And I think it's really, it, if it's not our biggest enemy, it's, well, our, probably one of our second biggest enemies um, next to Satan himself. But Satan is all about putting fear on us, you know? I think it's way worse than any pandemic that we've gone through. It is like a pandemic. It's like a forever pandemic. And it um, it causes so much anxiety that I think it really leads to like a ton of, it can lead to a ton of different kinds of unwellness, you know, sickness in your body, in your mind, in your families and conflicts. So um, Satan uses lies, you know, so many lies. He's always, he's like a roaring lion and he's trying to devour us. I mean, I hate to just be negative, but that's, it's important to face the truth so that we know how to combat it. So Satan uses lies that seem kind of true. Like he mixes in a little bit of truth or a lot of truth with a little bit of lies and like poisons. It's like poisoning the apple with just a little bit of poison, you know? And, and, and the lies that Satan puts in our mind or tries to tempt us with this like gasoline, which, which, um, you know, he pours on our fears. So you've got our fears, you know, things that we naturally get freaked out about. And then you have the lies, which Satan brings into our mind. And that the lies are like the gas gasoline on our fears, which just like explode on us, you know, and, um, it can lead to all kinds of crazy thinking, you know, like if we, we can kind of be in the downward spiral, and that's something that I've kind of been in, and I've been combating that, something I've never really had this bad in my life. It's like things that can just trigger it. Like, you know, just when I thought I was bitter, all of a sudden I'm back to that triggering thing. And I think it's because um, some of my exterior stressors are gone, like things that are, that used to be stressors a long time ago. So now it's like all of a sudden the things that have been kind of light of, latent or just kind of dormant in the my interior seem to be coming out more like I'm dealing with stuff that I've kind of kind of ignored and repressed right anyway um maybe that's TMI but I think just to say you know I'm not we're all the same you know we all deal with, with stress and stuff but we need to figure out not to get a handle on it because I was saying that to Lisa the day she goes no you don't need to get a handle on it she goes, you need to like deal with it in the right way Right. Or what were the words you said? You don't have to get a handle on it. You need to bring it to God. Something like that. But I'm like, wow, it's not about me just like, you know, white knuckling it and getting a handle on it and just figuring it and controlling it all and stop it and stop it. Stop being afraid. You know how when people tell you to relax? I hate that. It's the worst thing. So just relax. You're so like stressed out. Like, how can you just not, how can you relax? How do you just do that? it's not just something that is like a, a quick fix so anyway um a couple of days i was just kind of going about my day and somebody that i care about called me about somebody else i care about and gave me some bad news and immediately um i kind of started feeling that fear rising up in me you know like that feeling that starts in your stomach and it goes in your throat and you're like you know that kind of cold chill that goes through you and uh, I just felt sick and I felt my heart starting to beat. So anyway, I was going to go get socks at Fred Meyer. So I pulled in the parking lot and I thought, you know, I'm just I'm not handling this very well. I got to get some help. You know, I, I, it's it's humbling when you have to call someone and ask for prayer, but you need to do that. We can't just pretend that, you know, we can just handle it like handle it ourselves. 
So I felt like, okay, that's one good thing I'm doing for myself. I'm gonna humble myself and call. So I was call, I called Lisa in the parking lot of Fred Meyer. And I was just, we were just praying about the fear. And all of a sudden this, this gray van pulls up. And I, I just kind of looked to the side because they just pulled in. And I see this woman just from the corner of my eye, this woman, and I think either one kid or a bunch of kids gets out. But then I look at the door and there's, there's like, not graffiti, but there's like someone with a Sharpie, maybe her or somebody had written stuff all over her car. And it was, and I, I was looking at it and um, it was, this is the first thing that came up. Let's see if we can see it. Maybe I'll turn down the light. Just because like, when you start to pray, be looking out for how God is going to answer you. It might not be a voice from heaven, but God can speak to us in really amazing ways, really funny, weird, like unexpected ways. So we're going to try to bring up this picture of what I saw. So just like in my, you know, just sitting there in the car, oh, just like trying to not have a meltdown. And um, see if I can get it to come up. Is it coming up? I did a try to let it work, but you know. Did it? Yeah. Let's try this. Okay. The spin. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Killing me. <laughs> no, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty. That's not doing it. Well. It's just kind of been like our week, you know? Yeah. Right, uh, sure. Oh. Well, okay. that's one way to look at it. Yeah. Definitely. That's super weird. It doesn't work. I did the trial. Okay, well, anyway, I'll carry on. Maybe it'll come up. We've been, up we've been having a lot of difficulty. Anybody, if anyone else has like some brilliant, I can see it. It's right there. Uh -huh. So anyway, on the side of her gray van was written in really nice letters. Um, Do not be afraid. For I am with you. Like I was literally, there it is. Look at that. I'm like, what? I've never seen that. On, someone just wrote that on their car. And then I, I got out and I tried to, and I was like, huh. I, I, I tried, I, I'm like, there's me, see? It proved that it was me. And, and then you it, can, you're literally I was on the phone with Lisa and I'm like, hold on, I gotta go. Yeah, I'm like, dang. I, literally talking about fear and do not be afraid yeah, for I would be don't be discouraged for I am your God I will strengthen you and help you I will hold you up with my victorious right hand as you like, talking wow. about fear. yeah as I'm just talking about it and then the next door over from that says humble yourself therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time cast all your anxiety on you because he cares for you wow. now I've read this a lot of times you know, the Bible, but anyway, it says, and the God, the same God who takes care of me, well, I think Peter's, or I think it's Peter, or I don't know who it is. no, Paul, um, well, who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Well, I think peace would be one of those glorious riches that I needed. And then, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches, those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit apart from me, you can do nothing. Like, wow, I'm just like being totally spoken to, you know? And then, but you belong to God. I'm like, man, I was feeling like I belonged to fear. I feel like fear was like controlling me totally. No, you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over these people. 
because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. And so I'm like, wow, I feel that spirit. It's like, it's so like pertinent. And then I went to the back and it said, Jesus is love. So I'm like, okay. Uh, and, and I said, Lisa's like, I said, what should I do? And she's like, she said, go find her, go find the woman. I'm like, well, then what? And she goes, ask her to pray for you. I'm like, maybe I should. Yeah, it's weird though. It's like it's total stranger. And so I thought, okay, I'll find her. And then I'm like, wait a second. I get into Fred Meyer. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, you know, like she could have gone any direction. And I'm thinking where she would have gone, maybe the kids section, or I don't know. Dude, I don't know. So I was like running around like a weirdo with my phone because I took pictures of those. And I'm like, for the first picture, I'm like seeing someone with a kid. Oh, is this your car? <laughs> and like the first person was horrified. They're like, you know, because it was like written over. They thought maybe somebody had, you know, graffitied the cars or something. Oh, no, I don't know. Like, went to like three people and then I'm like this is stupid what am I doing how am I gonna there's like a lot of people here with kids so I was about ready to leave and I thought maybe I should just wait by the car nah I'll just stand here kind of close to the door and then this woman shows up with a couple bags of chips and a little kid right next to her and I thought no nah, it's not her and I thought but I'll just go over there and just ask so I took the phone and I said is this car and she says yes I said, wow, I said, I was kind of having a panic attack. And, and as soon as, and I was talking about fear and, and just anxiety and stuff. And right then I looked over here and there was, this, I felt like a word from heaven or something dropped in, but it was on your car door. I said, I do what? I said, why did you write that, all that stuff on your car? And I was telling her, um, first, I, no, first I said, um, well, um, I was just telling talking and she said, we, um, I said, you maybe need, could you maybe pray for me or something? And she said, oh, yes. And so she was a really young woman who looked, she didn't look like a strong, like something you think about as a strong person with like just all the conviction in the world. She was actually really shy. Like when I said, you your car, she's like, yeah. Like, uh-oh, did I do something? I said, so she prayed for me this beautiful prayer and then I got talking to her and found out, hey, she actually has reason to not be in such a great place right now herself, you know, seriously. And I, so I asked if I could pray for her because she was struggling with some major stuff too, you know? Way worse, probably, way more significant than I think what I was and um, at the moment. Anyway, so she prayed for me. I felt really like relief coming. And then I prayed for her. It was so beautiful. And, and then I, you know, I talked to her about, a little bit about turn away and stuff. Um, and then I said, why did you write that on your car? And she goes, oh, well, because um, one of my kids lost the top to the dry erase marker. Is dry erase the kind that washes off? Yeah, the dry erase marker. And so I didn't want to waste the pen. So I just thought I'd, you know, like, right, switch it all over my car. It had been pouring rain, you know, the last couple of days off and on. So she must have just gotten the car after the rain came and right before the next rain came because it would have been gone. And what are the chances? I wasn't really going to, I didn't really know if to go do the sock thing, but it was such a random thing. I wasn't even supposed to be in town because I went to my physical therapist on the wrong day, which realized we, I'm meeting every other week. And I was like, what a waste. And then I felt like God led me to Pray Meyer. Which I hardly ever go. But anyways, 
My arm is better. That's why I'm going to every two weeks. So, yeah. So anyway, she said it's because I didn't want to waste the marker. I'm just like, that's amazing. And then I, I felt like God said, tell her that she's like a blank. She's like that she sees the world like a blank canvas. And she doesn't worry about, you know, things that have value in, other, in the ways other people see them, like a car. For her, she could care less if it's a car or what. She's going to put scripture on it. You know, I mean, it could come off, but still, like most people don't just do that. And what if it didn't come off? You know, exactly. sometimes it doesn't come off. You think it's dry erase and it doesn't come off or something, especially on whatever. But she didn't see the mind. And just getting to talk to her, she was, she told me a little bit about her life. And like, wow, it's amazing that you are where you are. Um, and that, you know, she just talked about the faith of her grandmother which was so which really her grandmother really was instilled in her the power of scriptures and so after that like every day she's been like sending me other verses and stuff but um i just want to say that i i feel like it's important for us as part of our arsenal you know like you can't just say i'm gonna just put on the armor of god okay it's on me no you actually have to do stuff it's not just declaring any more than you can say I'm a queen and I just put a crown on my head in Jesus name. I mean, or I just put the armor on Jesus name. It's about if it's, if the word is the sword of the spirit, then you, we need to go to the word of God, like every day, put it on every day. We need to go and figure out what the helmet of salvation and maybe that will be for the sermon, but all the, all the different pieces of the armor of God. So, but this, the scripture part, I feel like is so important. So I thought, okay, I'm really, I don't feel like I'm that good at memorizing. I mean, I did back in school just to pass tests, but I thought, I can do this. I feel like I need to like eat the scripture, you know, Isaiah, how he like ate it. And it was like tiny. I'm thinking I need to feed on this, but to do it, I have to memorize it. So it goes deep in my heart. So I got a piece of paper and I just wrote down a couple, like three of the first, the first three or the three verses, but especially this part. Don't be afraid for I'm with you. Don't be discouraged for I will speak to you. Um, I thought I can do that. So I started memorizing it throughout the day. Then went to the gym and I was on the stair thing, which I hate, but it went a lot faster because I was memorizing the scripture. You don't be afraid. I'm like, I started, it just kind of started rising up in me, like the power of the scripture, you know? And I feel like, uh, so God says, don't be afraid for I am with you. And then don't be discouraged. Fear leads to discouragement. That's like opposite of courage, discourage, no more courage. Like we just, we start melting, meltdowns, you know? So don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be disturbed for I will strengthen you and help you. So God strengthens us. It's like a promise, right? And I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I thought, man, I need to be held up. You know, even if we're adults, sometimes we just need to be held up. We feel like we're crumbling, you know, we, we lose our strength and everything. And so I thought I was going to try this out. And I memorized it. I'm so proud. It's like three lines. And I, you know, I'm going to start, I want to start memorizing more scripture. But I think this takes humility. So the first Peter um, scripture that was written, humble yourselves. It takes humility to ask for help. But it's not like the first step in AA is like you humble yourself and say, I can't do this on my own. I can't get control. I can't get a handle of my stress. I have to, I need help. Um, I need a higher power. Well, we know the higher power, the only real higher power that 
who comes to us and, and who truly is there for us is God, you know, for sure. But so we need to humble ourselves there under the mighty hand of God. God is not lame. We can feel that God isn't answering my prayers because God's lame. No, God has a mighty hand and that's the hand he's holding us up. I will strengthen you and hold you up in my victorious hand. So humble yourself. Then Peter, first Peter says, another, this is in the New Testament, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may lift you up in due time. This is the part I would like. Due time. What's that? Due time. <laughs> I want now time. I'm in the time zone of now. And we don't like it when God's in a different time zone all the time, it seems like. Although, you know, I mean, God is says, I, I'm with you. He just says that. Don't be afraid for I'm with you. That means now. It doesn't mean in the God's, you know, only here sometimes. God is with us now, but but lifting us up in the way that however God does that, it's God's time, timing. But in the meantime, we can cast, you know, like when you're casting for, you know, you're fishing, that's like throwing it out. None of us would do this to anyone. No, none of us would throw anxiety on the Actually, we do. We do too. We throw anxiety on other people all the time, but it's not good. So if we're casting our anxieties on other people, that is not going to help. If we think that telling another person, just like dumping a whole bunch of anxiety, like this is so bad. And it's like, yeah, it's so bad. Wow, you're screwed. Wow, that really sucks for you. Wow, that's terrible. I mean, listening is good. It's good that a person can listen, but if that's all they have to say, that's I'm so sorry. That's a start, but that's not where hope comes from. Hope comes from having something true to say like this woman who wrote all those scriptures because she knew what she was talking about. She needed them for herself and therefore she was going to write them on her car and let everyone share that with her. And you know, she really blessed me. So we are actually told to throw our anxieties on God. And it doesn't seem like a very nice thing to do. I, I, I'm like, how can I just, this doesn't seem right to throw all my fear and all my junk or my anxiety being on God. Wow. As I wouldn't, we shouldn't really do that to other people like that, you know? But it says because he cares for you. There we go. He actually cares. He, he's not uh, disassociated, uncaring, uh, deaf, whatever, very far away God. So he cares for you. And be sober minded. It's easy when we freak out to start looking for stuff. It could be a substance. I was thinking to myself, I totally see why, why, why people get into certain drugs. Because I was like thinking, okay, what can I take to feel better? Nothing was helping. I'm like, I can, wow, I can, there's temptation coming here. Whoa. You know, and I just thought, okay, what do I do? How do I stay sober minded? Because if you're sober minded, you can think. But once you give in to the devil, like, oh, you know, you need this and that. No, that's, that's, that's such a lie. And that'll blow up in our face. That's the gasoline that lights us on fire. So like, and be watchful. So if, if everything was instant, we wouldn't have to watch because it would just be instant. But we, I think it's good for us to look around. Like I could have just gotten out of the car. I think it's important for many reasons to be watchful because the devil is prowling around. So we want to like know what's behind us. We don't want to just be stupid if the enemy is behind us. We want to know that. Somebody's ready to rob us. We want to know that. Not being like, you know, paranoid. Like if I'm in the airport, I'm not just gonna like dang, let my kids run way far behind me. You know, if I have little kids, or just let my purse and my, you know, my camera just like flying around. I'm whatever. 
that's not smart. We have to be smart. We have to be smart in that way. We also have to be smart spiritually. You know, look around, be watchful. It says be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. That is Satan's 24-7 job. Devour. Devour you, you, all of us. Devour us in any way possible, especially our families, especially bring division in our families, hurt our children, smash our ministry, uh, smash our communities, hurt the people that are the weakest, bring them down even worse. So our job, resist him. Um, so this is part of the humble yourself uh, scripture somewhere, but I'm just, I'm reading further. So it says, resist him. This is not a passive kind of thing that we do. We can't just say, yeah, Jesus is going to help me out or I'm a Christian. Or, we actually have to resist. Resist means you have to be a little sassy. You know, you have to like step up and take a stand and just say, no, no, I'm not going to go back to that place. I will not. In Jesus' name, I take authority over that fear and I cast it, you know, I cast it onto Jesus. He knows what to do with it. And I order you, you know, you liar to shut up in Jesus' name. Speak to fear like that. You know, I break your power over me in Jesus' name. And, you know, come Holy Spirit and come to my help. So resist. This is act activism. Faith, resist him firm in your faith, not firm in like, oh, the power of positive thinking. Everything's going to work out. God has a plan for my life. God is in control. No, God is not in control. If you look around you, you'll see that how can God be in control? Why would all these bad things happening? Besides, Jesus says the prince of this world. If he's the prince of this world, then for this time, he has been given permission to be in charge of the earth although the earth is the lord's and everything in it it's like one of those things that it's it's true on a certain level but it's only temporary but it affects us if if satan is the prince of this world then we actually need to resist him god is not in control and it's, we can't cop out and not resist we need to be militant in the sense of standing up with our armor the arm of god not arms because that's where a lot of people are going with arms right now if you look around, it'll be, it's hard to find ammo right now, right? It's hard to even get a gun. It's hard. To, people are stockpiling ammo because of the fear. It's all about fear, fear of losing stuff, fear of, I don't know what, fear of so many things. But honestly, we are in a, a climate of fear, which is why I think many of us who are sensitive just feel it. We feel it and that Satan uses our fears of our, in our own personal life to just slam us. So resist him, firm in your faith, know, knowing that the same kinds of crap, suffering, are being experienced. This is suffering. We are suffering. We are not told we will not suffer if we're Christians. Sorry, but suffering is part of it. Know that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, okay, so there's going to be suffering a little while, um, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory himself, uh, this is my favorite part, restore, confirm, strengthen, we just saw that back in Deuteronomy, I will strengthen you to help you, restore, like bring back what was taken, 
confirm, like to make you sure, give you complete conviction. Strengthen, because we don't have our own strength. And establish you. The word establish is like, like root you, like root you, like make, like make you, I don't know, what's another word for establish, Roger, or somebody? Like, give you a good start. Yes, give you a good start. We need a good start, right? To him and not anyone else, be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So that is, in a nutshell, something that I think all of us would do well to memorize. At least this part, okay? At least that part. But I love the, this other part. It's, it's encouraging to know that Christ Jesus himself will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish us. So um, so how do we not be afraid? You could just say, don't be afraid. I was talking to Bob. I'm like, how do you trust? Like, trust is the opposite. So if we don't fear, we're trusting God, but yet we're not seeing it. And how do you, I said, Bob, what do you, what do, you do for trust? And he says, well, I think it's like baby steps. Like, you know, like I did, I took a baby step to call Lisa, then I took another baby step um to like look for that woman because maybe maybe she'd think I was a weirdo but maybe she wouldn't and then I took another baby step in just deciding okay this is a bad situation that I'm hearing about I can either freak out or I can say I can't change it but God you're the only savior that's another baby step it's actually doing stuff trust isn't just like empty hopefulness or something trust looks like something trust looks like resisting walking on water or something yeah exactly so it's baby steps and um i guess admit to god that we need help it's like the first step in aa and just cry out like help help is even a prayer just help so um if you look at psalm 57 verse 1 and 2 it says i cry out to god most high just crying out all right, be merciful, merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for in you my soul takes refuge. Our souls are our mind, our will, our emotions, not our spirit, but the soul is the part that freaks out. Okay, so our soul, that part of us that freaks out and needs like to be restored and strengthened, all that. Um, we need to take refuge in God. So my soul takes refuge in you. In the shadow of your wings, I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. I cry out to God most high. Well, that rhymes. I'll read that. I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. I cry out to God most high. That's Psalm 57. Starting with verse one and two, and then it goes on. But you could read 56 also. So 56, 57, it's there. That section, yeah, talks about crying out and then trusting. So if you're having trouble um, and you try to pray and you're still struggling like I was, call somebody. Just call. And if that person, if you if it doesn't work out, they don't answer, they don't get your message or whatever, call someone else and call someone else and call someone else. Yes, but somebody who actually, you know, would believe in God and pray with you, because it doesn't help just to call and say, you know, why don't you commiserate with me? Why don't you, you know, can I throw all my anxieties on you and then say goodbye? <laughs> it's somebody who would, who had, you know, trust God, at least some of the time. 
So, um, and then um, trust God because trust, I've just discovered this. I mean, I think I knew it before, but trust is a weapon. It's not an idea. It's not like this foggy thought. Trust is actually the weapon that gets us close to God's heart. And because when we start trusting God, then God's like, okay, the game's on here. You're trusting in me. Just watch. Because I'm going to do this. It's not going to be you. You're so weak. You can't change that person. You can't change yourself. You can't change anything. You know, you could, well, you can change some things, but there's some things you can't, you know? And trust, trust is a huge weapon that you have no idea. I mean, I have no idea. I'm just starting to learn. And invite God into the problem of your fear that caused that caused that anxiety in the first place. Throw your anxieties onto God, not onto the person that's praying for you, though. And um, pray Psalm 56, 1 through 4. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. Find this. This is the, the psalm that comes right before the one we read before that. So Psalm, Psalm, psalm 27, 1 and 2. Why don't you read that while well, I'm finding? Do you have your Bible? I don't. Oh, okay. Somebody read that really quick while I'm finding Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life um, or refuge of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Be gracious. Oh, it's a bit. When evil doers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who will stumble and fall. So yeah, our adversaries, they can be people, but they could also be like spiritual enemies that want to devour us. Remember how we were re reading about the how Satan wants to devour us? That's how we can feel totally thrashed. So Psalm 56, one through four, uh, be gracious to me, O God, for human beings trample on me all day long. An attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample on me all day long, for many attack me proudly. Then verse three, this is the part I think we should memorize. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. That is, that right there is a solution. It's one verse. If we just memorize that, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. What if we memorize one verse this week, just write it, and then step into it, activate, activate the reality of it, and see the power of God. Can we just try it and let and then we're, I'm going to check back next week. So Psalm 56, verse three, just you could do one one verse, verse three, or you could add in God. Okay, when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? All right. Though that wouldn't be too hard to memorize. I, I just memorized like four lines. You could do that. 56. Yeah, Psalm 56, two and four. And I have the other, um, and then the other Psalm was 57. Just the whole 57 is good. But anyway, let's pray. God, I thank you that you teach us 
your children, how how we can combat fear and just the plans of the devil to try to destroy us. Um, I just ask that you would help us to memorize your word and put it in our heart to eat it like Isaiah the prophet, like know how we can ingest your word to the point where it's actually feeding us, feeding our spirit. We want to learn that. And so help us memorize this week, whatever this or whatever other um, words of life that you have for each one of us. And I just pray that your peace would come over us right now. And we all take a stand against the thing. Let's, let's just think of one thing that we want to take a stand against. And just rise up. Actually, why don't we rise up as we're thinking about that thing? Why don't we stand up, take a, a literal stand, and just in our own hearts, we can just say, in Jesus' name, I turn away from fear and think about it up in this situation. I, think, I turn away from this fear, and I, I cast it, I cast my fear onto you, Jesus. Um, and, and I trust you. I, I'm putting my trust in you right now. Thank you, Jesus, that this is a promise that you tell us that we don't have to be afraid because you're our God, that we don't have to be discouraged because you will help us and you will strengthen us and restore us. And we're so happy about that. We just thank you and ask your blessing on us right now. In your name. Pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen.